I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You are listening to KSL News Radio. This is Live Mike, and I'm Jason Perry with the Hinckley Institute of Politics, joined with my co-host. I'm Morgan Lyoncotti. So glad to have you here, Morgan. Uh, I want to talk for a, a moment, if we can, about uh, this issue that we've, we've been hearing about over the last year or so uh, when it comes to uh, the University of Utah, but other campuses as well. And that's about campus safety and what's been happening uh, at campuses across the state to make it more safe for people who are uh, at school here and the people that come here. And so happy to be able to welcome our next guest here who's in a, a new position at the University of Utah. Uh, this is Marlon Lynch, the new Chief Safety Officer of the University of Utah. Marlon, thank you for being with us. Hey, thank you, Jason. Appreciate the opportunity. Well, we're so glad to have you here because you, you've had a huge impact already on the University of Utah, but also more broader than that throughout the entire state. Maybe give us a little bit about your background and about this new role that was created for you with this really, truly amazing experience that you have bringing to it. Uh, sure. Uh, my background is uh, both actually, so I've been in public safety for about 27 years now. Uh, started out as a municipal police officer, did that for about five, and the remaining time um, has been in higher ed in both public and private institutions, uh, primarily in, in metropolitan areas for universities that have um, a traditional academic campus as well as health systems. Um, and so the role itself, the chief safety officer, um, it was an opportunity to uh, to build and restructure the public safety function for the University of Utah um, to basically have um, policing being is the focal point is the, and is the most impactful, but public safety is about more than just the police department. Um, in our organization, we have uh, U Health Security, which has a staff of over 100 or so. We also have campus security officers that serve in the residence halls and in other functions on campus. Um, our emergency management function that has been at the core of our institutional operations during the COVID-19 response and a, a recently newly formed community services division that will provide services for all victims of crime. Uh, we are also about to partner with our College of Social Work to um, implement and or develop and then implement a program that would allow social workers to respond alongside of or instead of police during calls for service. Marlon, I'm wondering how you can talk about how you're creating a culture of safety. We hear, we saw mining companies and gas companies go through this in the 90s and 2000s. My father, I, I say this because my father worked at Rio Tinto, and I know they started every meeting with a safety minute. So how do you create this on a college campus, this culture of safety, and what does that mean on a college campus? Well, I 
think we have to begin with recognizing our, our primary community is from the age of, you know, maybe 17 to 24, which is not your normal <laughs> community and especially trying to focus uh, on, on safety. But you, you build the, the, the culture of safety is that everyone participates and everyone has a role. You know, the Department of Public Safety will have the primary and the lead role, but it's based on the input of those within the community, constant communication and engagement so that they, they recognize the fact that how they want to receive those services are actually being provided to them in that manner. And then the other component of that is the accountability so that our community is going to hold our public safety functions accountable. But in turn, the public safety department will do the same with that. And so um, every, everyone has a role in that. And we just can't, um, we can't ignore that. And, and we have to be in a situation to where um, people have the opportunity to have the input and create ownership and how that culture is actually formed. Now, Marlon, to, to that culture, uh, one of the interesting aspects of a university, which is where, where you are, are helping right now as the chief safety officer, is that uh, I'm curious about the distinctions between a campus police department and a sort of a local police department. Uh, how do those two organizations work together? And what's unique about what you have here at the University of Utah, which is like what happens at a couple of universities around the state as well? Yeah, the uh, the partnership between the the, uh, the university police department and the municipal police department, and in some cases, state uh, the state agencies as well, and county. So all of them actually uh, work together because you share jurisdiction, um, in a sense. Uh, the partnership is there because, in in some cases, the uh, the local municipal police department will have uh, specialized skill sets that maybe the university police department does not and actually vice versa. And what I mean by that is in the university setting, um, a percentage of the calls um, will be more, um, I won't say community oriented, but it's not every particular call is going to necessarily facilitate a police response with that. Um, and so having the, the, the time and not necessarily the call volume that say a city police department will have will allow for a different level of service. The other component are some of the the, uh, the regulatory pieces that the university police have in regards to the Clery Act. Um, also, the state of Utah has campus safety uh, requirements in place with that. Um, and I mentioned earlier that the, the type of community is different as well. Um, the university community is quite transient. It, you know, every four years or so you have, well, every year you get a new um, population that comes in, but it really turns over every four years with it. And so that component, that interaction of educating the community on how to uh, be part of the university setting is continuous in that sense. And so, but it, the collaboration that needs to exist between the university police department and the local municipality or the state agency that they work with, is extremely important for the information sharing components, um, assisting as well for example we have our pending uh, vice presidential debate coming in the fall and we will we'll have a unified command that will include salt lake city pd um the state of utah department of public safety and and some other salt lake fire as well so it's it's a pretty fluid and nimble relationship but it's required and everyone has their area of expertise 
That's for sure. What, what, what kind of training are, are you giving to people on campus, both, both the law enforcement officers, but like to the, the students and the faculty and the staff about safety? Yes, uh, specifically for us, actually timely uh, with that is um, our police chief, Chief Chapman, um, actually uh, has uh, arranged for fair and impartial police training that is currently taking place on campus uh, for our university police officers uh, with that. And um, I believe within the next three to four weeks, they will have a level of de-escalation training as well. As far as members of, of our community, it will we will participate in the uh, orientation process as our students return to campus with that, and that will be crime prevention uh, programming that will take place. There will also be um, some uh, health, sort of safe health and environmental health training uh, that will be put in place as well. And also in regards to um, educating our, our students in regards to what services and what resources are available to them for their assistance both on and off campus. Wow, that's a, it's a great list you've given there. Marlon, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you and this role and the fact that you're helping to keep people safe and to engage in this dialogue. Much appreciated. This is Marlon Lynch, Chief Safety Officer at University of Utah. Thanks, Marlon. Thank you, Jason. All right, stay tuned. One last legislative issue that's going to dominate some headlines. Stay with us.